Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. I want to speak to you for a few minutes today about how important it is to be a witness to this world. A witness is someone that that sees something happen and able to articulate what it is. And I believe that our articulation can happen with our words and it can also happen with our actions. I believe that we need to understand what we've witnessed as we have been changed and as our as we are being changed in the presence of God that we live. Because as you can tell the first few minutes of this service today, we are a presence-driven church. I believe that I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a soul. And my spirit can be full of whatever I allow to be in there. And I want to be in the presence of God anytime I can. And I believe that I can have that by giving Him praise because the Word of God says that where the praises are, He habitates there. So if you're in the middle of your work day and you're having a rough day, why don't you just take a moment, if it's no more than just under your breath because of people being around you, and just begin to thank the Lord for whatever He's blessed you with. Because no matter what the trouble is in your life, you have blessings. You have something good to think about. We're called to be living testimonies. Demonstrating the love of God to the world around us. Now, as followers of God, our lives should radiate His love. Amen? We should reflect the transformative power of His grace and mercy. Oh, today... Today, I understand the transformative power of His grace. When you go through something that you think you'll never recover from, His grace is sufficient for all of your needs. When you face something in life that you wonder, how in the world am I ever going to be able to mount or get over this insurmountable situation? His mercy is everlasting. I believe to be a witness of what he's done in my life, there's certain things that I must do. And one thing that I want to always do is embrace the unconditional love of God. Romans 5, 8 says, But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Our journey of living in the Love of God by fully embracing His unconditional love for us starts by acknowledging who He is. See, the world offers all kinds of conditional love. You be good to some people, they'll be good to you. If you're mean to some people, they'll be the same people that was just real good. They'll they'll change, they'll flip the script because What we receive from people is conditional, and it's totally natural. It's totally natural in our our daily walk to deal with things that are conditional. You know, you, you get what you give. We even preach that to a certain amount. But what I'm talking about is the divinity of God Himself 
He does not know or operate on the natural levels of men. We only know conditional love, but when we really ponder and think about the power of God, we understand His unconditional power. God's love is different than man's love. But we've been given the power to operate in that. God loved us even when we were unworthy. But today, I want you to know something. Maybe nobody has said this to you today, but you're worthy of God's love. You know why you're worthy of God's love? It's not on your merit. It's because He has made you worthy. He called you His sons and daughters. He gave us His grace through the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ. When we accept the experience of the unfathomable love, we're then empowered to extend the same love to other people. So I must understand that that power of love before I can give it to someone else because sometimes there was one time when Jackie Lee, my oldest, was a little bitty boy and we were sitting at a table and I had just got on him because he was acting like not the way we wanted him to. And I was getting on him real mean and he was just giving me this look. And his mama said, okay, Jackie Lee, you won't get in trouble. What are you thinking right now? He said, I was thinking I'd like to have a hammer and go bing. Sometimes we deal with people that we feel like we'd like to take a hammer and go bing. But it's not about how we feel. It's about who we know we are. It's about being empowered with a love. Listen, we could come in here. I, I've been told today how loving our church is. Kenzie was at question this week or told whatever he said he was told about our church being too loving first of all we could decide to be a religious ritualistic uh, a place but the way I see who God is he accepted me when I was really unacceptable he loved me when I was really pretty unlovable so therefore if I want people to know his power I've got to show his power and I've got to share that Another thing we need to do is practice compassion and kindness. See, some things don't come real natural. Some things, some things we're talented to do, but, but we don't really get skillful until we practice them. My daughter was, was gifted at birth, I believe, with a, a gift to play sports. But she only become the athlete that she became because she practiced. If you're an athlete today, you understand that I, I know that Landon is on Alcoa's football team and he has to get up some days at 5, 30, 6 o'clock and be at practice. Then other days after school, practice. Why? Ephesians 4.32 says, but instead of Instead, be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. See, living in the love of God compels us to practice compassion and kindness. We can be a Christian and not be compassionate to others, but if we want to have the heart of Christ, we must practice being compassionate. 
We must practice being kind. We're called to treat others with love and respect just as Christ has treated us. And by showing genuine empathy and forgiveness, we become ambassadors of God in a world that needs us to be that. As we demonstrate to the world the transformative power of His grace in our relationships, then they can have a hope that their relationships can be that way. Another thing that I believe that we should do is cultivate a spirit of unity. I came from a place where we, there were certain times that I used to love to go to my mama's house, Mama Lizzie. You know, I've told you about her before. She, she looked like the little woman that back in the, you, those of y'all that are not millennials will remember the Wendy's commercial back in the 80s where this little woman would say, where's the beef? Well, that's what my grandmother looked like. But, and she was a wonderful woman, but she believed that anybody that walked on her place should work in the garden. And so everybody that, Came. I used to love to go to Mama's house to get cookies, and I hated to go and work in the garden. But see, she didn't just, she had a cellar, and all winter long, and this was back in the, the 70s and early 80s, but all winter long, if you were at her house at certain times, now these were good times, she'd say, go out to the cellar and get a, a jar of whatever, or, and it was always such good food. But the reason that was is because she grew a garden. But the reason that her garden was so productive is because she didn't just go out there one day and say, okay, it's time to, to, to plant these taters. She would be out there days and weeks before, and she'd be hoeing the garden, and, and Papa would have the mules and be pulling the plow up and down the garden and getting the, the ground ready. And they call that cultivating it. I believe to be what we need to be for Christ in this world. We need to cultivate a spirit of unity. You know why we? Why I tell our staff every Sunday morning after our team huddle, I say, be good to somebody on purpose today. Go out of your way to be good to somebody. You know why? Because we have to cultivate a spirit of unity. If you want your family to be together, then you have to make, you can't let everybody be in it. It's all right to do your thing, but it's not okay that there's never a time you get together for a meal or get together and just talk or get together and as you're riding down the road, whenever you can squeeze it in, cultivate the spirit of unity. In John 13, verses 34 and 35, it says, so I give you now a new commandment. I love this verse. It says, love each other just as much as I've loved you. You say, there's no way. Yes, there is a way. He wouldn't have told you to do something that he wouldn't empower you to do. You know, the reason it's not natural is because you have to cultivate. You have to think those thoughts. You have, instead of pondering on the things that everyone does bad to you, do what we've told you already in the service. Cultivate a spirit of gratitude because the more thankful you are for what you have, you will be ready to share that with others and not hold grudges and not, not wish them ill. But it says, love each other just as much as I've loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, 
everyone will know that you are my true followers. See, we're called to cultivate a spirit of unity within the body of Christ and beyond. There's too much racism in the world today. You know how we can affect that? Cultivate the spirit of unity. Well, how do I do that? Find somebody that looks different than you and just be good to them on purpose. For no good reason other than you just want to. Our love for one another should transcend differences. I've got my political views for myself. But you don't know what they are unless you are in my intimate group. Why? Because I don't allow my differences to hold me away from people. I'll only allow the unity of God to be what comes out my mouth. Why? First of all, ain't nobody cares how you vote, really. Okay, I'll get off that. Or at least I don't. We have got to love one another past the differences and divisions and serve, let our actions serve as a powerful testimony to the world. Because when we prioritize unity and strive to love others selflessly, we absolutely demonstrate the authenticity and the transformative nature of God's love in our lives. Now, just about now, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about what His love truly is. Because see, sometimes when you say the love of God, love one another, sometimes especially men think, well, I'm not going to show my weakness or love is weakness. Love is not weakness. Love is not that ushy-gushy emotion. Love is a decision. And here's what you should decide to do if you want to follow Christ. In 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, it says, Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. It's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It is not. It does not take into account wrong. Let me stop right there for a second. It takes strength. Not weakness, not some silly emotion to forgive somebody. Because you know, I just told you about a woman that did me wrong when I was a little bitty boy, and I still remember it. We, it doesn't take any strength in the natural to remember what someone's done to you. But it takes strength through the love of God to be able to forgive them and let it go. Because it says, love does not take into account a wrong endure. It does not rejoice at injustice, but it rejoices in the truth. When right and truth prevail, and I love this verse, verse 7, love bears all things regardless of what comes. That means it gives you strength. Believes all things, looking for the best in each one. And hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Verse 8, love never fails. 
It never fades and it never ends. But as for the prophecies, they will pass away. For the tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. But love will remain. Amen? The last thing I want to share with you today is this. We need in the, the, the kingdom of God, we need to be about serving others selflessly. Well, how do I do that? Sometimes it is really nothing more than a smile. Do you know there's people sitting right around you today that, that grief? I, I know this for a fact because I know a lot of people that are in here today. There's people sitting right around here today that you probably don't know that are battling grief and depression at its height right now. And let me, let me help you with something. Grief causes you to feel um, isolated. And so if someone is feeling that isolation, your smile, your touch, your handshake, your nod, your acknowledgement, your kindness may be, may very well be what needs to, it, what it takes and what is needed to knock down the barrier of grief in their life and let them feel Seen, appreciated, and loved. Galatians 5.13 says, For you, my brothers, were called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the sinful nature, worldliness, and selfishness. In other words, you don't have the freedom in Christ just for all of your desires and dreams. Now, I believe that you can use it for that. And I believe it's powerful when we acknowledge that, just as Andy was explaining to us. We can look at the Word of God and say, hey, that promise is for me, and I accept it, and I'm going to walk by faith. And, 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 and the Bible says that faith without works is dead, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put forth the effort, and I'm going to see God do what He promised He would do, and I'm going to show Him that I trust Him, and that is okay but it says you've not been given the freedom that you have just for that and just for you and just for selfish things. But through love, serve and seek the best for one another. Living in the love of God compels us to serve others selflessly. Just as Jesus came not to serve but not to, not to be served, but to serve. We're called to follow His example through acts of kindness, generosity, selflessness. When we do those things, we manifest God's love tangibly. We're not just talking about it. But people can feel the love of God when you walk up to them and they feel totally unseen and you acknowledge them. Listen, don't be so hard in this world. I'm not telling you to go out and frivolously give your money to just anybody. But be sensitive to the presence of God. To If you do roll up on a, on a stop sign and there's someone there with a sign, maybe you don't feel anything and maybe you don't give them anything. But if there's a little tug at your heart and God says, give them a buck or a five or ten or whatever it is, and you do that, you don't know. Listen, we're no better than they are. 
You're not any better than that homeless person. I'm not any better than that homeless person. It's but by the grace of God today that I live in a house. It's but by the grace of God today that he's blessed me with a beautiful wife. It's but by the grace of God today that I have a car to drive. It's but by the grace of God today that I'm not homeless. Because at 17 years old, my father passed away and my mother had to move away and I was totally by myself and didn't have two pennies to rub together. But by the grace of God, here I am today. So to roll up on someone and I've heard people say, oh, they could work. Maybe they could, but maybe they can't. It's not about... It's not about passing judgment. And there again, let me say, I'm not telling you to go out and just do whatever crazy stuff. You need to be safe and all that. But when we walk and act kind, generous, and selfless, we tangibly bring into the lives of those that need God His presence. So, you know, As followers of God, we're commissioned to be living witnesses of His love. So today, here's my challenge. You've already been challenged once. Here's my challenge. Now, I challenge myself, I challenge my family, and I challenge you. Let's embrace His unconditional love for ourselves. Practice compassion and kindness. Cultivate unity and serve somebody today selflessly. And I believe when we do, we become beacons. I don't know if you've ever been to the beach and saw a lighthouse, but it's one of the most amazing things to me to think about what that lighthouse has represented and how many lives that lighthouse has probably saved and all it does is stand there and that light just goes around and around and around. The reason that that light is there is to be a beacon and to be a, 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 a to be a sign that you may be in an unsteady place but if you can get here You may be in an unhealthy place out there in all the waves and the winds, but if you can get to this light, there's solid ground under here. If we can live and embrace unconditional love, practice compassion and kindness, cultivate unity and serve selflessly, I believe that when we do, we will become beacons of His love to a broken world. And I myself want my life to reflect the transformative power of God's love so that I can inspire others to seek and experience the abundance that the life that I have that quite frankly He is. Because you know what? All my life, you have been faithful. Why don't you just focus on him for a minute? All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. 
this song wasn't released into the world as a Christian song, but it was actually written as a Christian song. But whether it was or wasn't, sometimes in my in my personal time with God, I'll just say, You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see you're everything I hope for? You're all I ever need. You are so much for watching this sermon. We hope it encouraged you. Check out more of Apostle Jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week. We also do live streams on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday night chapels at 6.30. We would love for you all to stay connected, so go like and follow all of our socials. Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the, the fam! fam.